BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. such thing as death, life is only a dream, and we are the imagination of ourselves. Welcome to My Third Eye, prying open your thought, truth, and reality, questioning everything and anything from conspiracies, cryptic, spiritual, natural healing, and everything else there is to encounter. Everything we think is not real, just might be real. Welcome to My Third Eye. Well, and I, and I, I think it would actually change. I don't think that there's a a set age that all of a sudden you reach this age and you're held accountable for for all of this stuff like and, and if you don't know about it by the time you're 30 then you're just out of luck because i specifically remember in my walk and I don't know how oh ladies and gentlemen hump day right it's hump day that means we're halfway through this week so you get your dose of m3e and this week this is a a panel discussion and we kind of dive into uh, Christian conspiracy, okay? And and don't think that, oh my God, I can't listen to this because you said conspiracy after Christian. This was a great conversation. The boys at Operation Red Pill, Catalyst Jones, Drew from, uh, you're missing the point, Catalyst is from uh, the White Rabbit podcast, and myself sit down and have a discussion and just talk, which is hard to find and do these days. So... Sit back and enjoy the conversation, okay? Sit back. If you want the full episode, patreon.com forward slash my third eye podcast. $3 gets you this full episode. I highly recommend the $5 uh, tier. Gets you everything. $10 is just a super supporter. And thank you for being the super supporters that you are on the $10 tier. 
Um, let's talk about the, the pets, the dogs, the cats, the bunnies, uh, the weasels, I, uh, gerbils. I don't know. Uh, whatever you have. These do- these are pets. They have ailments. They have anxieties. They have, they have issues kind of like what we go through. But they can't express it in certain ways. Pure Pet Wellness comes in in a clutch and hits a home run every single day. PurePetWellness.com. Ghost at checkout. You get 20% off your entire order. I cannot speak more highly of this pet CBD company than what Nico and his family does. Okay? American-owned, operated, and sourced. PurePetWellness.com. Ghost at checkout. Now, let's move on to some uh, butthole cleansing, coochie cleansing, armpit cleansing, foot cleansing, all-around body cleansing, DangerousWorldPodcast.com for your conspiracy-themed soap made with all-natural ingredients here in America as well. All-natural. Man, these these leave you smelling like you wouldn't believe. Okay? And they blow Dr. Squatch and all those other big companies out of the water. We're small now. We'll be big. Okay? DangerousWorldPodcast.com for your conspiracy-themed soap one bar or a four pack special now finally let's get on to the last little bit of a plug that we have which is nothing okay we plugged it all no i'm just kidding you want to be a guest my third eye podcast booking at gmail.com shoot an email we'll get you on the show okay i don't care what we want what you want to talk about we'll talk about it we'll we'll We'll, we'll devote the time and talk about it, okay? My Third Eye Podcast, booking at gmail.com. If you like this episode, share it. If you like this episode, Apple iTunes, five-star rating and review, Spotify, drop a five-star walk away, or just share the episode with, with a friend, okay? That's all you have to do. Just word of mouth, okay? Come on. Hook, hook your boy up with some five stars. That's all I'm asking. Other than that, it's hump day. I'm getting out of here. Enjoy this episode. And man, hopefully it just makes you think. And that's what we like to do here, is think for ourselves. Welcome to Christian Conspiracy Coalition, a place where the best minds in the conspiracy realm gather together to share and discuss their faith, Christianity, and the spiritual war thrust upon us. Proverbs 2717 proclaims, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. That is the whole point of this panel show, to promote meaningful discussion amongst people from different walks of life, Christian denominations, and people in their spiritual and faith-based journeys. Let us go around the table. First up, we have the boys from Operation Red Pill, Jason and Christopher. Welcome, fellas. Hey, how, how you doing, doing man? Great, mate, great. Next up, we have... Catalyst Jones, you're here for the start this time, mate. Good to see you. Good to see you too. How's it going, man? Really good. And a new guest to the panel tonight, Ghost from My Third Eye. Welcome, Ghost. Hey, hey. All right, fellas. Now, we are expecting Julia from Cosmic Peach to show up, so if she jumps in, we'll just say hello and we'll get the conversation going with her as well. Last time we left the discussion, we car parked the idea of What is the Antichrist? What could it look like? What will it manifest as? Could it already be here? So let's get the ball rolling with that little one. Who would like to start? Well, I know that there's a lot of theories going around lately as uh, AI possibly being the Antichrist. It's something that we depend on. Um, It's something that's in our pocket and constantly watching us and and learning everything that we do. You know, um, I don't I don't remember who it was just posted uh, something. It was Noel Rodriguez just posted how he drove out of state just for the day to take his daughter to go get ice cream at this special ice cream place. And it, and he found it in his phone. It like tracked exactly where he went and it was like out of town for ice cream. So, I mean, it's not just the surveillance part of it, but <clears throat> I, I feel that there could be something to that. Um, however, I don't think that the Antichrist is here. Okay. So you mentioned that at the end of the last show, and I got really excited because I had never heard that before. And the whole idea of that the Antichrist would be, you know, loved by so many people, I was like, it actually makes sense because 
AI is loved by so many people. Like even a lot of people that talk about the the dangers of it still love what it what it offers. So I was doing a little bit of research and one of the guys that I listen to a lot, Mike Winger, he answered the question is could AI be the image of the beast? And he goes and explains it and it actually makes a lot more sense that AI would be like the idol for the antichrist versus the antichrist himself. So I actually pulled up the scripture. If you don't mind, I'll read it. And then it, it, it kind of makes more sense. Yeah. So it's revelation 13, 14 through 17. And he deceives those who dwell on the earth by those signs, which he was granted to do in the sight of the beast, telling those who dwell in the earth to make an image to the beast who was wounded by the sword and lived. He was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast that the image might that the image of the beast should speak and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. He causes all both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave to receive the mark on their right hand or on their foreheads. So then it goes on to talk about the mark. But it's interesting that when it's talking about the image, he, he said that he had those that dwell on the earth to make the image. And then he was given power to give breath to the image so that it might speak. That sounds a lot like AI because he is the one that was caused those, you know, to be killed and whatever. It seems like it's that that middle manager kind of thing. So I don't know. I thought I thought that was an interesting take. Yeah, it's, it's and, a, the mark, and the mark of the beast, right? If you get the uh, the chip uh, to be able to buy stuff now, which we're starting to see stores implement, um, have to have a QR code or whatever. I'm sure people will be able to do that on their phone, but that is also interesting. So. It gives uh, birth to the mark of the beast as well, I guess. It gives credence to the idea that AI is a, more of an idea of something that could be beloved by everyone or accepted by everyone. Because you can you honestly picture any one person coming out into the current society being loved by both sides of the divide? People are so divided even on small things that I don't think there could be any one big personality that comes out of nowhere and everyone suddenly loves them. Right, right. So I can't, see that. I, I can't see that with the current uh, the, the the current um, layout of people that we have now. But I think that each uh, each politician that's handpicked, if you will, you know, selected, not elected. I, I, I have this theory that I think each of them represent a personality trait that is grooming the public for a larger personality type within the Antichrist that they will find themselves ingratiated towards. You know, whether it's the boastfulness of a Donald Trump or the semi-smoothness, I'm using American politicians, but some of the smoothness of, of, of a Bill Clinton or a Barack Obama, you know, there seems to be a, for four to eight years, especially in our society, we're conditioned to gravitate towards that personality type. You know, and even now they constantly replay things of, of like Reagan, Oh, he was such a great president. I was like, nah, he really wasn't. But his personality is very charming. When you imagine this idea of, of a charismatic uh, person or character such as the Antichrist, there's so much going on biblically that I think we all have to take into account. I mean, there's three primary figures we're talking about, which is the false prophet, the beast, which is the actual replacement Christ, and then the image of the beast, which we're thinking might actually be A.I., but within all of that, there's such a conditioning of the world to get them to a place where they're willing to accept not just this character, but also his solutions. Right. And with these manufactured problems, that seems more and more plausible. Because, of course, you can have the answer to to these problems if you're the catalyst behind it. You've been holding so the key the whole time. Yeah. Do you think so? You think that it's going to be a physical being like a, a person? Well, I think scripture is very clear on that. You know, when we start going through and looking at what it states, there are a lot of characteristic cues that it gives us. And one of those is that yet yeah, actually is a person. And so, with this being the, the replacement for Christ, I think it has to, to offset a lot of the things that he did. And he was an actual flesh and blood person. So it makes perfect sense that it would be. Um, <clears throat> Rihanna at the halftime awards, um, when I saw that, I, I saw it as a, 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 f a fertile ritual, right? And uh, 
bringing something in and it was very, very satanic. The entire thing was a, a very satanic ritual. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, and I just have a theory and I have nothing that it, this doesn't hold water in any way, shape or form. It's just how I perceived it. And I think that they were trying to bring in the Antichrist then, because that is when there's the most eyes on a ritual is the Super Bowl. True, true. But we have so many things, at least from a scriptural perspective, that have to be in line before the Antichrist is revealed. And I think that's also a key point. You know, if we're talking about is the the Antichrist actually here, I think it's quite possible for him to be here on the planet, but not yet be revealed. I also don't think that given the fact that he has supernatural fathering, that the the makeup of his body will be identical to ours. So I don't think his lifespan is identical either. So I think it's possible for him to have a much longer lifespan than what we would be conceiving just because of the fact that we've probably got this Hollywood type idea of what we think he'll actually be and look like and not accounting for the fact that, no, this is a, this is a being of supernatural birth. Either way, yeah. you cut it. So it's quite possible that this lifespan might be way more extensive than ours. It could be the, what, what some authors refer to as the final Nephilim. And if that's the case... We don't know how long he may be on the planet before being revealed, but there are a number of things that have to transpire before that happens, which kind of makes some of the stuff we saw with Donald Trump going on with the rebuilding of the third temple. So alarming because there are certain things that have to happen that must be in place for him from again, from a scriptural perspective to institute the things the Bible says will happen, which I think is. Sorry, sorry, Jason. Now the question is though, are these naturally happening according to scripture or is this the other side forcing these things to happen earlier than they should be trying to to bring it about. Do you think it has to be either or or both and? Well, I don't know. That's why I'm asking question. Okay. Um, I think it's possible that it could be both and where they could be forcing their own timeline and God sitting outside of time has already seen what all of that will transpire and it can fall directly into place with what he's put in scripture. Yes. Yeah, we so see that definitely trying to force their timeline, but I think they keep getting thwarted at certain points. That the timeline seems to get reset. That's what I mean. Um, I you look at there's a lot of events that have happened that if you look at it through that lens that it's the other side trying to bring these things about or manifest those that buzzword manifest these things to happen because like Catalyst just said, we had that halftime show which was very symbolic of possibly trying to bring about an antichrist or as some kind of a ritual, but you go back to the Babylon working ritual in 1947, supposedly during that little event, they summoned the whore of Babylon and it gave birth to a a human child. So what people were born in 1947 that are still kicking around that are influential. That's a question I often ask myself. So there was a guy who actually was talking about that, doing some research. His name was uh, Tom Horn. And one of the things that he said that uh, during his research that he found out was that, uh, L. Ron Hubbard and Jack Parsons and doing the the Babylon working and trying to recreate what Aleister Crowley had done. They actually were successful and in uh, and create not creating, but bringing in the whore of Babylon. And apparently that spirit got in touch with them about a year later and another ritual they were doing. And according to the report, the spirit said, I'm fine. I'm doing well. And my name is Hilarion, which apparently is a derivation of Hillary. <laughs> Born around that time. Just, hey, I'm not saying anything. Just It's just interesting. Oh, man, that reminds me of that meme that I have so much traction on the internet right now with Hillary. It's a cartoon of Hillary laying in bed like she had just gotten done doing the deed and Satan standing there looking at at uh, Bill Gates, George Soros, and and I forget who else. And he's like, "Which suit should I wear today, hun?" <laughs> yeah, that, I, I saw that. That was a little freaky. <laughs> yeah. I was personally upset. I didn't see any black people in the closet. I was like, "This is poor representation." I, I expect Satan <laughs> to have global representation. I I honestly think you guys are hitting on a lot of a lot of religions beliefs when you say everybody are, are these people trying to bring on the antichrist like what donald trump was doing with the, the temple and all the peace that he did if you look back before that 
who was trying to bring in the 13th Imam? Islam, the Muslims, for the whole term of Barack Obama's presidency, that's that's what they were fighting for. They were trying to bring that forth. So I think every religion out there, not just Christianity and Islam, I think they're all trying to bring forth their end times. And whoever is above our world leaders in that, that area are the ones controlling the, the puppet strings to fast forward end times for whatever reason they want to. Well, especially right. if that shadowy figure is responsible behind all of those um, <clears throat> end times manifesting events, they're just hedging their bets and pl- playing their cards on as many possible ways as they can to bring it about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, I definitely believe that these uh, parasitic, uh, parasitic elites, um, they don't they don't necessarily take orders from uh, entities themselves, but I think that the people that hand the orders down to the people that we actually see and know their names of, uh, I think that that is something. I think that they're still working with entities that are here because we know that God cast them out to the earth and they are here with us. And so just because we don't see them doesn't mean that we don't have people taking orders from these entities that are definitely trying to bring about the end times. This whole talk about World War III is just scary with everybody so gung-ho and wanting it to happen. Although I feel like we've already been at World War III for a long time. It's just a very different type of warfare that we're not used to seeing. So people aren't identifying it as war. Everybody's desensitized. The thing that alarms me is everyone wants a reset. The globalists, you know, have the great reset that they're looking for. And everyone on our level, or not everyone, but a lot of people are like, oh, the system is so broken, we need a reset. And it's a little bit alarming when you have groups that are so polarized that are looking for the same thing. Now, the outcome, you know, we want to be different. Drew, I think in one of your last episodes, you talked about how the reset, you know, one is from top down and one is from the bottom up, essentially. But still, everyone poised for that tearing down of the system and replacing it with something new, I think is a dangerous place for so many people to be in. Yeah, both destroyed the world as it currently exists. It's just rebuilt in a different fashion, but the demolition still happens the same way. Right. So I've got so, a little a little thought process for us. When we're thinking about the potential of the Antichrist, we need to think about this as... I was reading scripture recently and Lucifer deceived a third of the angels, right, that were actually in God's presence. They knew God like face to face. They were with him. So just imagine the potential that that side has over mere mortals. And I think we see that in the day-to-day of just how the world is corrupt and the way it's operating. Right. And that's compounded with the fact that systemically, generationally, we're detuned and dumbed down. So it becomes easier and easier to, to trick us. You know, and Jesus was very clear when talking with his inner circle of disciples that, you know, when it comes to the end times, it's going to be as it was in the days of Noah. But before that, it was do not allow yourself to be deceived. Yeah, because like there's what? a coming deception that is so massive that even the very elect will be deceived if he doesn't shorten the days. Like, that's a scary statement. It's like what you alluded to. That's generational priming. They're priming each generation to be more susceptible to what's going on. And what can we say has been happening in the last 10 years more than anything else? That the transgender and the blurring of gender and the idea of what sex is has been completely thrown out of the, the of common thought and common sense. And we're going down a path that what you could say is very biblical, very Sodom and Gomorrah-esque in the way that society's going. And it kind of comes back to that idea of social Marxism as even something as small as a a primer for demographics in a political stance. If you get that social Marxism happening in a society, the values and everything that was unique to that culture, they start to degrade over time. You see it in each successive generation. So that in itself could be that primer you're talking about, Jason, that brings about the ability for people to follow a antichrist. Right. It seems to be such a um, interestingly calculated agenda. Like I I know in certain Christian circles are like, man, you can't really say that the devil's smart. And I'm like, that's a problem because you got to be able to appreciate the intelligence of your enemy. Right. And when you start looking at this, it's like, you know, this is a pretty crafty, pretty dope idea. 
Like we have all of these various agendas going in play, but they're all designed, as we know, to bring about maximum amount of chaos, right? Because you got to have that Sabatini Frankist thing happening where we get as much chaos and as much decadence, as much sin as possible in order to bring back the Messiah. So here we are producing that and we got to tear down Christianity, which acts as a, a force against the degradation of society to the point that now we start seeing all sorts of crazy ideas. At first we were for women's liberation, but now we cannot define what a woman is. Right. And it's pushing. It's not accidental. Like now nah, we just messed up. We misplaced the definition. No, it helps get society primed for the actual Antichrist. Because scripture says, yet the spirit of the Antichrist will precede the actual revealing of the Antichrist. Right? The replacement Messiah. So you have to have a spiritual platform and a spiritual environment in place where people are ready to receive it. And I think that's what we see happening right now, as well as the infrastructure necessary to carry out subsequent agendas. You know, you can't get a one world government without all the political organizations coming together and then also undoing national sovereignty. You need that. You need a one world currency for everybody to be able to buy and sell. We see a lot of that stuff happening right now. But we also see the moral decadence occurring to where people are so comfortable with perversity now, where we we're beginning to normalize it. And it's scary because when you start reading certain attributes of what the replacement Messiah will be, one of those is that he won't even like women. There will be such a homosexual nature about him. And I'm like, that's why we have such the push that we do out of all the things that we, that, that are perverse in our society. We only take one month out of year for sexual perversion, like to celebrate it. That to me is not accidental especially given the fact that that seems to be one of the hallmark characteristics of what the replacement Christ will be like. And it's on the sixth month. Ah, see what I'm saying? Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Good point. So, uh, ghost, re- oh, go ahead. Ghost. I know that you listened to uh, no agenda. Did you happen to hear the latest episode where, uh, the producer called in, uh, he didn't call in, but he had sent in a note about, um, his son's porn addiction and uh, this sissification thing that's happening now where these young young men are watching this porn the whole time. It's saying you are the bitch. You mm-hmm. are the bitch over and over again, uh, sissifying them. And so this guy was actually going to go into a, a sex uh, sex working environment where he was being dominated by men. And then he he was able to get himself out of it by calling his mom or dad or somebody and telling them what he was about to do because he snapped out of it. But this is the kind of thing that they're trying to program our kids with right now. And in the end days, it says that um, men, men will be laying with men, like in the times of Noah, correct? So I feel that that is why we're seeing the big push for the homosexuality and the uh, misgendering, not just misgendering, but the the blending of the genders. And, you know, uh, Baphomet is represented as a, uh, as a as a hermaphrodite so well well there was a sorry guys let's quickly jump in there was an interview recently with the wazowski brothers the two guys who made the the matrix films who we now know locked their dicks off became women guys yeah i know i'm a bit behind on the times right (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. they locked their dicks off became women you know whatever but they had this interview and they said one of the defining factors what drove them to make that decision was they were watching transgender porn that often they identified with the women in there more than the men over time. Yeah, so that's exactly was, what Catalyst said. It's a brainwashing. Yeah, it, it, was the, it was the one brother that, that did it first. And the only reason the twin eventually did it is because he, he was pissed. He was pissed at first and he's fine. Fine. I'll just go along with it. And he transitioned. Ooh. See, I don't see wow. just because you're, just because your twin does something doesn't mean that you have to go and do the same exact thing. You guys are separate pe- separate people. I'm really trying yeah, to figure no. out what family dinner occurred where it was like, "Hey, you want to see something <laughs> radical?" Yeah, bro, what you got? It's what I don't or what that you need to be alone. <laughs> you know, pulls the trousers out. You're like, whoa! Like, you don't get the name Wachowski for nothing. Wachowski. Yeah. <laughs> Chop it off. Well, and you mentioned no agenda. Like, you know how out there you got to be to just like chop your dick off and be like, I'm done. I'm out of the human pussy game for good. 
I I think I, that with, is a crazy rap with no agenda. I think Adam Curry right now is on point with this whole transgender thing. It comes from the Mao cultural revolution. It's trans Maoism and it's happening. Bam, right in our face. And if you look at what happened during the Mao cultural revolution and just take Mao out of it and put America in it, same, same thing, same thing. Yeah. Along with, along with big pharma. um, Ryan Dean, he did a, a, well, I guess I don't know how recent it is. It's hard for me to to place them in time, but he did the episode where he went through a bunch of religions, mainly pagan religions, and how they all dealt with transgenderism or homosexuality, mm-hmm. like in, in key figures. I think that's an excellent representation, especially because we're talking about the Antichrist and what he's going to be about. And if these ancient religions were actually, you know, not um, made up whole out of whole cloth, that they're actually based off of the the Nephilim kings that existed you know, in ancient times, then this, it just fits the profile. You know, this is what they want. They want a degradation of the created design and they want this to be how they behave and the people that worship them behave. Yeah. It's interesting that it's, it's a lot of it is the, the older cultures and pagan religions, but a lot of the time, the things they say these pagan religions had don't actually exist in history. Like you look at indigenous Australians at the moment, there's this big push that there's a third gender in Aboriginal culture called brother-sisters. And these were the men who weren't very good hunters, so they stayed around the camp and they were gatherers with the women and they'd have relationships with men. Well, you actually go back through the history books and you ask individual clans, they never existed. This is a, a Marxist ideology that's been thrown into into the pot and getting mixed into it to try and obfuscate the real parts of culture. So it's a, it's a double-pronged approach, you're right, Christopher, that these things are represented in these old, older cultures, but sometimes they're being placed there deliberately to go along with that cultural priming, which Jason was alluding to. By making it look like it's an old tradition that's been around forever, they're normalizing it. Yeah. and I, Interesting. I kind of play a little advocate here, but I, I say this all the time, where St. Patrick came in to stomp the snakes out. The snakes were the pagans and the druids, and they put in whatever they wanted everybody to believe that they're, they're witchcraft, they're demonic, they're, you know, homosexuals, whatever. And that's only written from St. Patrick's side. And that's all we've ever been taught. Unless we go back in and do our own research somehow and find the truth or, you know, find clans of some of these pagan um, ancestors that have, pass down their their ideology you know kind of like with native americans or aboriginals and what have you and and talk to them face to face bet mgm has an unreal deal for sports fans in virginia turn five dollars into 150 dollars instantly when you place your first wager at bet mgm simply download the bet mgm app and sign up using code champion 150 then Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. And, and, and get their actual story. Nine times out of ten, like Drew was saying... The story is going to be completely different than what we were told because every everything is always written from the victors. And it's funny how always throughout history, how we, we view things, the victors are always the ones who win. And somehow they're always the good guy. Yeah, but what are, but the are they? Norm yeah, McDonald had a really good quote with yeah. that. Like, what do you say? Norm McDonald said that um, throughout all of history, what are the chances that the good guys always win? Yeah, it's a great point. That's why it's called his story. Right. Um, I forgot where I was going to go with that. I think that's where you have to be quite discerning in what you're looking at. Like, you have to take scripture 
on its own value, but then look at other historical documents, if you trust them, that are around from, from set time periods at that time as well. Like there are ancient, older Greek documents and um, cuneiform texts that speak about a messiah in the Middle East, um, uh, a man born from God, sent to save humanity. It's being spoken of from the opposite side or the other team, people who weren't connected to it in that space. So you have to triangulate your data and everything you do when you're looking for that research or that evidence, you have to look at multiple points and try and find the commonalities. Yeah. And I yeah, I will tell you right now, I'm probably the most neutral on this panel right now. I am a believer in God. I was baptized in the Susquehanna River. I had a very strong following. I myself question everything, even the very existence of God. And you have to. You have to constantly question, because if you don't question, you can't grow in your faith, no matter what Ghost, faith, faith I, it is. I, I, there's this podcast that you need to listen to, and they just did an episode. It's incredible. And it's uh, it's basically a disproving God or maybe proving God. And it's called Operation Red Pill. You should go check it out. <laughs> no shit. No, I'm not saying there's not a God. I'm just saying you have to question everything because you don't know what we are told is truth. Because the Bible's been rewritten so many times out of its original text to the point where now we're starting to find out, okay, you had brought up the mark of the beast is on the forehead or the right hand. But if you look back at the original translation, they didn't have a translation at the time for a flat surface on the body. That can be any flat surface on your body, your shin, your forearm. Take a chip, put it in your wrist. Yeah, and a lot of it comes down to those translational errors and the ones that I'm seeing where people nitpick parts of the Bible mm-hmm. and say, this disproves the entire Bible because this one small passage is proven to be false. No, Well, it's not right. actually proven to be false most of the time. It's a translational error. Right. Like in one of the original translations, um, Moses is uh, depicted as having horns. Well, it's actually a translational error that he doesn't actually have horns. But when it was translated from Greek into Latin, there's a translational error in there so much they actually built statues of Moses with small horns on his head. So there's been this big thing on the internet that Moses was actually a demon or possibly set from Egypt as the deceiver. But it all comes down to one word being misinterpreted. Right. Well, look how long we called it the Red Sea when now we know it was the Sea of Reeds. I I didn't know that. You just told me that just now. Sorry. (laughs) New information. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but i, so I don't know the importance I just, yeah. of, of checking it for yourself and making sure that you're you're looking in the right places because you look at what the biblical figure of jacob was he, he was called israel they called him israel in scripture because he was someone who wrestled with god and i think all good christians wrestle with god at times whether it's understanding of the motives that are going on in their lives, why are things happening to them? They might wrestle with scripture, understanding scripture, but that's all a part of the journey. I think that all people go through in some way or another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think if you're not wrestling with a the concept, then you're, you're probably not buying into it as much as you should. You know, it's gotta be uncomfortable on some level. You know, why do I believe this? And, and and to Ghost's credit, like I've known a lot of Christians that have been Christians for longer than me that don't know why they believe what they believe. And that's terrible. Like it's, it's I don't yeah, want to say it's, it's worse than not believing, but to not even know why you believe the things that you're saying you believe. They, they just go through really the motions. dangerous ground to be standing on. That they went through yeah. as a kid and they just continue the motions and they don't know why. They just, oh, well, this is what I was taught was right and I, I have to do it. And those people are the ones that probably should question the most of why are you doing it and and look into what your heart and soul is telling you why you should do that. And just because you're questioning things doesn't make you a bad person or or evil or a devil worshiper or an atheist. It just means, hey, I want more answers because I'm curious. God gave me free will to ask these questions, and he wanted me to ask these questions because he created us. Right. I mean, even if you're driving in a car, you should constantly be checking the lines to make sure you're where you need to be. Yeah. As soon as you assume that you're in the right place and are just staring off into the horizon, you, you're in trouble. Yeah. You start <laughs> hearing the rumble strips. Yeah, exactly. That was a good analogy, actually. I, I need to do that. You know, my Bible's been sitting on my dresser since I moved into this house and I haven't opened it once. And I've been kind of kicking myself for that. So. 
It's yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's been three months, you know, and, and it's not like I don't talk to God, but you know, by not reading the word and I'm just not getting that spiritual um, nourishment that I truly need. Right. It's definitely beneficial for sure. I mean, speaking of the Bible, I was doing a little bit of research on um, the New Testament and I was listening to a teaching by Chuck Missler. And he actually said that there's 13 allusions to the Antichrist in the New Testament and there's 33 allusions to the Antichrist in the Old Testament. Isn't that crazy? You know, I'm just going to, I'm going (laughs) to get a job as a janitor at the Vatican so that I can just go in and check out all those books. (laughs) I don't know if you guys have been, I'll help you, whatever help you need. Let me know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you guys have been listening to my latest series, the one eleven matrix code with Garrett King, but he, and he came at this, it just hit him very random, never a numbers guy, whatever. He, I mean, in the last episode, he was breaking it down with numbers. Now, some call you know, some gematria or whatever, but he's just adding numbers that that come to him and what have you. Everyone's name is written in the Bible and the Old Testament to boot and the Torah, and Jesus is actually even mentioned in the Torah, which they do not even believe he ever existed or was who he said he was. It, it's it's mind-blowing and very hard to wrap your head around some of it, but it points to it being a, a legit document and, uh, you know, it proves God's existence and Christianity. So, so what I, do you mean by listened, everyone's I'm, name? Everyone's like name. Everyone on the planet? Yep. Or everyone, everyone on the planet. The Bible? Everybody that is ever to be born was born and to be born. Huh. I'm not following. So there's an Alvarez Hernandez. There's a Quan Chi V. Yeah. Yeah. How's it, it how's it work via Gematria? Does it combine different letters together in certain it's lines a, and codes to make the names or? Yes. But here, here's the thing. When the, the way the, the matrix folds out, like it'll be like a, and every other word, every other letter, I forget what he calls it. Um, depiction of, of equidistant, yeah, equidistant letter sequence. Yes, that's what it is. But when he when he does it and breaks it down, it's not like they're all over the place and picking it out. They're vertical, they're horizontal, they're completely diagonal and intersecting, and everything's right there. It, I and I put this disclaimer out at the very beginning of the first part of it. The video will be released after all the audio has been done and recorded and people, you know, listen, but it's a very visual um, episode that you would have to literally sit there and watch because he, he does all this right in front of you. So he, he, he's not disproving anything. And he, it, it all started with him waking up at three thirty three in the morning for 11 months straight. And then all of a sudden it stopped and then he sees eleven eleven everywhere. And he's like, there has to be something to this. And it just went down a, a rabbit hole from there. I um I tried to, I tried to listen to that. I did listen to him uh, prior on whiskey beer and conspiracies, and uh, I'm sure it's great, Ghost. But I just can't get over the fact that a Christian is gay, and I just can't. He's not a Christian. I can't take anything he says after that. He's not. Oh, a Christian. he's not. No. He's proving he's proving the existence of God, mm-hmm. but yet he's not a Christian. Yeah. Okay, he he's questioning. He doesn't know. Okay, I accept that. Since since we're on the topic of number codes in the Bible, though, this one I find really interesting, um, and I don't know if you guys have heard about it, but um, Hebrew and Greek are the only two languages that have numbers assigned to each letter specifically, mm-hmm. right? So if you go to Genesis one one, and it says, you know, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And you'll have to forgive me. I don't know exactly what the math is, but I believe if you take the something like the number of the letters times the number of the words uh, multiplied by the the sum of the words, and it, it's something like that. You'll have to forgive that I I can't remember the exact uh, equation. 
but that in, in Genesis 1, 1, the equation that you get using the Hebrew letters with numbers assigned to it is you get pi to 10 decimal places. Yeah, he covers Which that. is interesting. Okay, which is interesting on its face, but it, it doesn't necessarily mean anything. You know, it could just be an accident, even though it was it, – it was with the date that it was written was about 900 to 1,000 years before mathematicians discovered pi. Right. But then if you fast forward to the New Testament in John 1, 1, when it says in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and with the Greek letters you do the same exact equation that you did with the Hebrew letters in Genesis, it gives you E, which is another mathematic constant, to 10 decimal places, mm-hmm. about 1,000 years before mathematicians actually discovered it. And he took the he actually went beyond the ten decimal places in with some of his math work to he just really? he's constantly like he does, he doesn't stop like because I, I even asked myself how do you sleep he's like it's very hard he goes not only am <laughs> I I have a full time job he goes but this this consumes me like I, I can't stop thinking about it and keep coming up with different you know um, new revelations. Not not to make a pun or anything, but it, it it's just it's fascinating, and it. I sit there and hardly ask any questions because I'm just sitting there. I'm, I'm blown away by by what what he's presenting and and how he's coming about it. And he he even made a a fat finger because he was all at first was doing it all all the math by hand, and made a fat finger mistake, but that turned out to actually be part importance in the code and he went back and then corrected the mistake and now uses a calculator and and breaks it down and and it's i'm telling you just get past him being gay catalyst and it honestly he's probably the coolest gay guy i've ever met like he does not even give you the gay vibe he big old he he had a he has a beard bigger than me he's just like a manly man just like hey whatever you know but I don't know. It's fascinating yeah. stuff. It really is. My my only warning when it comes to the numbers, because we can get carried away, and I, I believe that there are hidden messages that the Holy Spirit integrated certain codes in the original text. But something that Chuck Missler always says, it, it kind of makes me chuckle, but I think it's something that we have to remember when looking into this. He said, if you torture the data long enough, it'll admit to anything. Mm, true. So we just have to keep that in mind when we're trying to uncover these secret things and look at number codes and things like that. Here's yeah. a great example. <clears throat> we're going to pivot slightly into cryptids now. I found something through that number stuff that could be controversial, but it just kind of demonstrates how easily you can, if you're looking for something, you can find it and you can adapt it to a theory, right? So okay. as we know, there's the 12 tribes of Israel. Now I'm looking back at human evolution air quotes or the the family tree of humanity. There are 12 types of upright humanoids or hominids. So there's the first four, which are Australopithecines or Australopithecus, which are the grossly ape type, but they're the first upright walking people. Australopithecus afarensis, Australopithecus africanus, Australopithecus robustus, Australopithecus boise, Homo neanderthal, Homo florensis, Homo Denisovan, Homo habilis, Homo erectus, Homo archaic, Cro-Magnon, Homo sapien. The last two are considered modern humans, Homo sapien being us, Cro-Magnon being our, supposedly our most recent ancestor. 12 upright walking humans, 12 tribes of Israel. So people could quite easily go down the route of, were all of these individual tribes, and according to genetic testing and the Human Genome Project and all that type of stuff, all major racial groups on the planet are an admixture of different hominids or different people. So are we talking about the actual tribe, 12 tribes, or are we talking about 12 different types of humans all existing at the same time? So that's just a stretch in how you can see, you can look at numbers in a different aspect and link it back to scripture and come up with completely different theories. Right. I like that. So are, are all those still considered accurate? Like to date, because I thought for sure either Cro-Magnon man or Neanderthal was actually found to be a fake. Um, I think that was, there's a British one that was found that was turned out to be, it was a baboon's jaw attached to a, a humanoid skull. But those 12 are the air quotes, modern scientific representation of humanity's progression. 
But if you look at science, that progression would have to be out over thousands of more different types of humans to get us to where we are today. Right. We did an episode and covered some of the uh, intentional lies that are embedded in that. So I'll have to go back and look at our, our source material and see which ones actually came up as, as proven false. I can't remember what they are, but that's interesting. I'm, I'm just curious. I want to listen to that episode. Um, but how do we even know that any of those actually existed because they tell us that they did? Um, cause we know that if you go into a museum and you see anything in there, as far as, well, I don't know how deep you guys have been down the rabbit hole, but dinosaurs never even existed. So they can show us whatever the hell they want to show us in these places and tell us whatever they want to. I just don't believe that humans are humans and we've always been human. God created us the way that he wanted to. We didn't have to change. What, one of my favorite things to look at, and I wish wish we I would have known we were going down this trail or I would have had the, the image. But there is a uh, – it's kind of a meme, but it shows the skull of a hippopotamus. And when people found one, the the uh, the experts kind of put flesh on it and stuff to decide, you know, what they w- thought it was supposed to look like. It looks like and an alien. This, yeah, this grotesque yeah. beast with, like, fangs and stuff. They're like, actually, this is just the skull of a hippo. And it's, you know, got its – fat chubby cheeks and everything just shows how inaccurately even if we do find these bones and things that we really don't necessarily know what they mean or what it was supposed to look like or anything like that i think this is the point where i get to in my journey that just like i can't nitpick any one part of the bible and throw the whole thing out i don't think i can nitpick any one small bit of science and throw all of science out because i think science at the end of the day is going to help us prove a lot of things Like we have to play their game to a certain degree to prove them wrong in certain areas. And what I'm alluding to with that that list of the the pre-hominids is, are those the beasts of the field potentially? Is that where we get the old idea of Sasquatch and Bigfoot? Are these the the entities that are actually spoken about in scripture that are around before people? Huh. That's a a great theory. Um, I'm I'm more on board with uh, these cryptids being uh partially in this world when they want to be and they can leave this realm uh um how do i describe this they're in this world with us but we're not able to perceive them and then they uh they will basically uncloak themselves when they want to is is what i'm 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 really not describing this the right way interdimensional (laughs) yes yes very much so um and please do not take Bigfoot away from me. I love the guy. <laughs> oh, no. People see him all the time, yeah. all the time. So yeah. he, he ain't going nowhere, brother. <laughs> oh, man, that was me and aliens for the longest time. Aliens were cool. They were fun. They were exciting. And then now I just think they're demons, and it doesn't really help me at all. I don't know. I'm, st- I'm, st- I'm still I'm- – jury's out How on that one for me. How was it helping you before? It was just fun to learn about them. Like, think about it as as that idea. That's why the UFO movement is so big and so strong and so committed. Because it's it's like Star Wars. It's like the real life Star Wars. The potential of a universe being big and all these different people that you can communicate and have fun with. Yeah, that's awesome. But then you find out then they're not in for our best interests, and they are potentially something else. Does not make it fun. Where I go with with, <laughs> with aliens no, is. Okay. Why would God only create us? That's just always been my belief, even as a young boy, as a young Christian. Why would he only create this planet and us? Take planet in quotations, whatever, you know, whatever it is, okay? Why would he only create us and nothing else? If space is this vast and, and everything else, and or we live in all these different dimensions you know whatever it is at the end of the day why only us i don't think he would and he already proved that by creating angels and demons right i mean he created all living things Mm -hmm. and and to go back and, and almost piggyback off of what you said drew there is a possibility and we can tie flat earth into this as well um with outside of what we know is our current continents are inside this little trap entrapment in antarctica but um aliens also could, or visitors could also be uh people from the outside of the antarctic wall from other continents that we're not aware of yeah well you look at 
you look at scripture for the longest time, the Israelites in Canaan and throughout the entire history of the Bible, the time span that it goes over, people encountered angels. Sometimes it was face to face. Sometimes they saw them in the sky. So what's to say that some of these things we're seeing aren't modern day angels and we just haven't seen them close up yet? Great point. Yeah, I think all of this can be possible all at the same time. Yeah, I think one of the the I don't know if I want to say issues of the the mainstream church is for the longest time because I grew up in the church that they paint this picture that there's there's pretty much three places right there's earth where you are now and there's a good place and there's a bad place and that's all there is and that's such a myopic view of the the whole of creation right we have there are different dimensions there are other places even even in the i guess technically it could be considered extraterrestrial you know if it's if it's off planet but even uh in the heavenlies you know we get this idea that there's like a kingdom of heaven and then a kingdom of darkness or whatever you know we get very um myopic and even um Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, kind of create a, a a false dichotomy in in the celestial realm, and I really think that even Scripture even gives us reason to believe that it's so much larger than that. You know, there's not just one one fence with a certain group of people over here and another fence with another group of people over here. Yeah, we have multiple dimensions and, and multiple places and, and different layers. And then I think that's one one way that we can get cryptids or whatever because they contemporarily share dimensionality with us. But it doesn't have to be all the time. I mean, very similarly to the fact that we we live in a three-dimensional plane, but we don't always go into the air. You know, we're not always um, leaving a, the two-dimensional plane and exploring the the vastness of our, our third dimension, which would be height. And I mean, just as easy as it is for us to go up a ladder or go get in an airplane, I think it would be just as easy for beings that share um, a larger dimensional capacity to be able to enter in and out of our uh, dimensional um, space just as easily. They're just coming in to borrow some brown sugar, that's all. Yeah, you nailed it. Yeah, you nailed it, bro. <laughs> Can I have a cup of sugar? <laughs> I think, though, that that we missed, though, a really important question, which is, you know, let's say that there are multiple life forms out there, which I think scripturally is not a problem. I think that we have to be very careful what narrative we ascribe to. Because, like we were talking about a moment earlier, if there's a coming great deception the only way we can't be deceived is to really land on the truth. So, you know, the idea that we could have multiple life forms, okay, no problem. But if these life forms are coming and saying things like, where are your space brothers? We are the further evolved form of you. And if you should listen to what we have to say, which inevitably always has to do with Jesus Christ, then we're going to be in a situation where we're listening to another gospel. And scripture is very clear about that. You you don't receive any other gospel besides what was preached. So, you know, if we're dealing with little gray men that are saying they came from the Pleiades, okay, I mean, maybe you did, maybe you didn't. What's your bigger point? You know, what's your bigger message besides just telling me that you came from the Pleiades? If you're going to try to get me to live life differently and tell me that by following this set of rules, you can elevate your life and become one of these ascended masters and evolve further to a state of godhood that's a much bigger conversation and a much bigger problem than just you know is there life on other planets that's kind of why i wish what type of life wish you two could have watched or found childhood childhood's end that was poof blew my mind away and, and the way it was i know it was a book if you guys are into reading books read it it's probably better it than become a movie yeah yeah, yeah it was a TV movie, yeah, like, yep, three-part series. To watch it, yeah, and then as soon as I got to it, they had taken it down. Yeah, it was. I, ah. I said, "Hey, watch that." I'd like to get your guys' feedback on it. And Christopher mm-hmm. replied, and he's like, "Dude, I can't find." It. I'm like, "Holy crap! They took it down already!" <laughs> like I, like it was, it was up and gone quick. 
if yeah, if you crazy what is it if about? You, huh what is it about oh god Ooh. catalyst it's it's <laughs> about aliens arriving on earth not showing who they are first they solve all the world's problems hunger energy crisis cured all sorts of diseases and, and you used one guy as a messenger mankind. one guy's a messenger yep. a prophet who communicates with one, and they set a date 13 years uh, after arrival that they will reveal themselves to humanity. And when they walk out, they are the epitome of what a, a Western idea of a demon is. Wings, hooves, horns, red, little goatee. Yeah, And they, they stop um, humanity from going any further, and they abduct everyone's kids, essentially. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it was it was wild. It's, it's a great one. Yeah, it's it's on Disney Plus right it. now. I oh, would cool. be surprised. Watch it, with, watch it with your kids right before bed. There's actually <laughs> a, an Outer Limits episode which ties into that very well, where a a race of aliens, air quote, arrive on Earth, and they follow Jesus Christ as being the savior, and everyone thinks it's fantastic because these aliens believe in Christ. But then when you see them outside of our phase, they're actually demonic and they're trying to terraform the planet and take it over. So these ideas are being pushed into the mainstream sci-fi realm all the time. I, I think you oh, could yeah. probably find it deep down on YouTube. Joe from Connect Those Dots found it, and he, he said it took him a while to find it somewhere because he wanted to watch it too. He found it, and he, he was just like, wow, that, that was wild. Now, they kind of... Did he have to pay for it? No, it was free. Okay, because I see a, I see a version here on YouTube, season one, where you can buy it. Okay, but but I'm looking just type in yeah, just type about. in free. Oh, this could be problematic. I don't know what all will come up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it, uh, so it was that's definitely one the Operation Red Pill guys and Catalyst have to watch. It's um, yeah. very telling in what they're trying to push. Now I will okay. say that the third third episode I think was kind of rushed. They rushed the ending. They could have. I think they could have used one more episode to kind of like maybe explain everything and, and take it to a, a, its proper end, but it's Hollywood. Especially so. if you read the book. Yeah. Especially if you read the book. Huh. And you mentioned Outer Limits. Uh, when they redid it, I think it was the whole first season. They seem like independent like episodes, and then you get to the end of the season, and it's like one whole connected story. Wow. Yeah. That, that was pretty crazy. And, and the woman that stands out to me is those... Uh... I'm bad shit, what you read in the covenant. is cap, I was bred by the government. Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system. Had enough of it. Another sapien that's on the globe. Lost cold, looking for the direction, but don't nobody know. The only bit of insight that they ever sold me. I've been starting to find out doesn't really hold. Every highfalutin piece of shit hidden in a tie High motives to align goals Cheating on your wife, my ties at the ninth hole Someone gotta die, they don't care, they itemize souls Tit jobs from Botox to lipos Light bulbs in my head of where I might go I'm on a tightrope walking the edge And I've been wondering if anyone loves me Shit And I've been wondering if anyone loves me I've been wondering if, look, I've been hopping down this rabbit hole for quite some time to find lines that connect through to all their lies. They normalize a real life poltergeist to trust Pfizer with a remedy to make you right. The thought's sick. I take a chance and roll my dice because something in my stomach isn't sitting right. I want to soul search, find a place to bring in light, but I can't cause fuck. I'm bad shit. What you read in the covenant It's cap. You were fed by the government Fact check every head when it come to this Upside down system had enough of it We batshit what we read in the covenant It's cap, we were fed by the government Fact check every head when it come to this Upside down system had enough of it I want the power to shake shit and shift shape Tap into pineal eye without a mistake We have the power to live right and get straight But they found a way to remove this They bitch made Hey, keep on calcifying glands with your flow ride while I flow ride the valor of rhyme. I'm flying high by the seat of my pants. A beat speaking to me, know I'm talking back every chance. Hoping one day I make it overseas or to France. But in the Northwest, I trip without a traveling band. Yeah. 
And that's word to my cat plug I'm higher than giraffe puss Look what the cat drug in Now I'm scribbling this rap in the bathtub At midnight I don't fill it up with the tap cup Soaking in my cannabis suds Anything for a buzz Reclaim my residue inside of a dab jug Peel through a fat stash Burning the last nug I picture this dimension I don't want to come back from But here I am still stuck in the bathtub My brain fried but honestly I'm fine I'd rather not have one I'm batshit I'm fucking bad shit, and it's your fucking fault. It's their fault. Straight up. I'm done. I'm bad shit, what you read in the covenant. It's cap. You were fed by the government. Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system. Had enough of it. Enough of it.